This is the Press Conference Podcast, episode 47. This episode's brought to you by Stiff Cut Records and the Dream Division. We partnered up for them with them for the next month or so. They're bringing you great releases from bands like Vex, Agnes Manners, Babarusa, anything you can think of. They've got a great range of vinyl and bands, spicy variants. They've got anything you like. I'm here with Phil. How's it going? Not bad, man. How about you? Yeah, good, good. It's been uh, a nice week off. Have have you <laughs> gone? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a good week off, a much needed week off, I think, for the uh, health of uh, our relationship. Um, I think for those who listen to the pod, uh, last episode we did was grand final week, uh, and that might have been honestly one of the best weeks of my entire life <laughs> uh, until the Saturday, which was also one of the worst days of my life, but. Uh, no, I think um, a week's off's been good. I think I was in Melbourne. Uh, we were going to try and record on that Sunday. Uh, to be honest with you, I was severely hungover. Um, I had nothing to say, and I think the week off's been good. <laughs> yeah. I've enjoyed the week off too, uh, just kind of soaking it all in. Uh, my condolences as well. Uh, what a game. Oh, it was, it was, as a, I mean, being there, right? How good was that? Like, even we were talking at halftime, like, yeah. that is one of the best games of footy. And I think I could really enjoy the first half. And I'm so glad the first half was as good as it was. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't like at the end of the first half, there was a clear winner. Uh, you know, there was still hope that the second half might go in your favor. And I think, I, I like, we text and it was just, that was, if you're a fan of footy, if you're not a fan of footy, that was just one of the best halves of footy I've ever watched. Uh, and honestly, probably the best grand final in my lifetime. Yep, I agree. And I'm, and I'm saying that as a, as a, as a losing fan. Uh, it was honestly an incredible game. Yeah. And like that's the first grand final I've ever been to. And like I don't think I could beat that. And winning, oh, no way. it was, yeah, just incredible. But then like just kind of... Yeah, just just soaking it in, but also just taking time from from the footy banter. I think was good because it, oh, it, yeah. I mean, I was not even looking at my phone. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I'm glad you got to go there because it's going to be the last one you get to go to for a while. Um, I think, but <laughs> starting the okay. starting the next year strong. Right. Come on, <laughs> Sorry, Steve, um, hit me. <laughs> I never, I never said that. Um, no, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was an intense day. Uh, obviously, losing by four points is pretty brutal. Um, look, we didn't deserve to win. I think I said that. And I think where I was probably shitty was I think we had an opportunity to win and we weren't like given that opportunity in a way. Um, I know probably Collingwood fans have a different perspective on that last minute and a half, um, which is fine. But um, I think the fact that we almost... We, we had an opportunity and not that we would have won with that opportunity, but it just sucks to know that we're never going to know. Yeah, it didn't play um, out as it probably should have. Look, it's fine. Like, I look, I, I don't agree with it. I think it was a wrong decision, um, especially when they made the right decision and then they didn't honor that decision. In, in I don't think they read – I don't think common sense prevailed that day. Um, but at the same time, like, fuck, you guys kicked how many points? You should have smashed 18, this. Yeah. yeah, you should have smashed this. So, um, look, it is what it is. Four-point loss is pretty tight. I think I said this to you during the week. I think being there, I could process it more in the moment. Yeah. Like, I didn't cry at the end of the game. Um, I don't want to call out my brother, but he was pretty distraught afterwards. Um, I don't think I, like, even cried for, like, 
a few days. Like, and I think I was sitting on the couch on Monday being like, this sucks. Um, but look, it is what it is. I processed it on the day. You know, there were heaps of Lions fans there. And at the end of the day, it was one of the best grand finals. We didn't get smashed. It was fucking, you know, what What can you do? Um, and like we've spoken a lot about the footy over the last week and a bit. There's upside for us next year. Um, as there's upside for you guys as well with a few players back and, and things like that. So I think it's going to be... Um, it's going to be good rivalry now. Yeah, it's, I think it's reignited the rivalry, I think. Yeah. I think I've carried a Nathan Buckley hate for most of my life. And then when when Fly came in, you know, I didn't really hate them. Uh, not that I hate them, but I think the rivalry is like fresh now, you know. And next year, you know, we'll play each other twice, Easter Thursday, and then at the G1 other the game and hopefully meet at the granny again. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be an awesome year of footy next year, so... I agree. You need to tell Harris to hold on, not be the first person to let go of the cup. He wasn't. He was. Nah, he wasn't. Darcy Moore broke broke the curse. It does. He was. He was the first to let go, and they won. So <laughs> I was there. I could see it up on the Ferris wheel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was all right. It's good. Look, week off was good. Uh, good to be back, and uh, we've got some good shit to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, because we are a music podcast, how did you rate Kiss? Look, Kiss were good. I mean, they only played three songs, which is absolutely fine. Every song was a banger. They did the job. They got me hyped up. I don't know about you, but I honestly thought they were really good. Yeah, I agree. We got the guitar smash, even though Channel 7 didn't get it. Oh, uh, didn't they? No, they missed it. Uh, um, oh. Yeah. And the pack down of that stage was incredible. Oh man, I think I went to the bar. <laughs> I will say I was I was a perfect level of drunk at the at the game, uh, and we were sitting. There was a bar right next to it, so it was pretty quick yeah. uh, entry and exit. But no, like I mean, a lot of hate going into the game about Kiss being the band. Um, but fuck, it was awesome. I think, and yeah. like they finished, and I was hyped up. Good it songs. Was Everyone was singing along. It was loud. It was good. Yeah, cool. But yeah, can't complain. But you know, you know what the best part was of the pregame was definitely up there, Kazali. Seeing that live, yeah, I got goosebumps. I get goosebumps thinking about it. Like mm-hmm. that is just like the cornerstone of the AFL pregame entertainment, in my opinion. And yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I agree. That was sick. Did you cry in the pregame? No, I cried in the postgame. <laughs> oh man, I was getting. I didn't cry in the pregame, but I was getting like emotional. Yeah. Like this, this is a big moment. It got to the bounce really quick. So I was like, like I uh, saw a couple of mates that I used to go to the footy with. They were like mm. three rows in front of me. Nice. So I talked to them and then the teams were out and I was like, oh, got to get back to my seat to kind of yeah. like, and I was perched there most of the time. I just went, got a, got off my seat for half time to go to the toilet. That's when I ran into your brother who was like. Sting. Oh, you ran into my brother? Yeah. I, um, we were right at the back. Which was fine. We had a good view, but it was kind of good because I could like you could stand, stand up and, and do around. whatever the fuck I wanted. Like, <laughs> um, I mean, I was psychotic. My voice, I don't think was good. I don't, I still don't think it's good. <laughs> uh, but my voice was well cooked for a few days after that game. Yeah. <laughs> um, this isn't a footy podcast. I could go on about this for a long time. <laughs> um, Gigs though that week. Yeah, I didn't go. We didn't end up going to Behind Crimson Eyes on that Friday. It was just 
too the emotion much. was too, there's too much. The emotion was too much. We, we weren't going to make it, but uh, the day before on the Thursday, I did go to Young Lions, uh, which I thought was fitting. I thought it was going to be a good omen. Uh, and they had Tapestry, Chasing Ghosts, and Shangri-La supporting them. Uh, that was an awesome gig. Like, I mean, Young Lions, one of my favorite bands. They fucking tore it up. They were so fucking loud. Forgot my um, my earplugs, and I think that helped just me get more rowdy over the weekend. But no, they were incredible, and I think just I wanted to shout out, I mean, Chasing Ghosts was incredible, but Shangri-La, first time seeing them over from Perth, they were absolutely incredible. Um, and if they were a, an East Coast band, I think they'd be a lot bigger because they'd obviously be able to play a lot more shows to a wider range of people. Um, but they were absolutely incredible. And Tapestry, I ended up buying their record on the night. I uh, got some SIGs there. Um, oh, nice. That really is a good contender for album of the year. That that album live was like chef's kiss, like absolutely incredible. Um, they, they almost stole the show until Young Lions came out and said, hey, we've been doing this for 10 years. This is how you fucking do it. And I was like, holy shit, they just keep getting better. So good show. Did they they played Burn in Full, didn't they? They played Burn in Full and then they played like a few bangers. Yeah, nice. They covered uh The Kill by 30 Seconds to Mars, which was sick. Yeah. Uh some people got fucking engaged in the pit. They stopped and said, Oh, this guy here in the middle's got a fucking something to say, and he proposed to his girlfriend. At Stay Gold. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you propose to to Lauren? On the point between Fishies Beach and Mother's Beach in Mornington, overlooking what band, the ocean. What, what band was playing during that? Um, That's what I thought, Dave. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you proved your point. No. Uh, yeah, look, I'm, I'm probably not going to get engaged at uh, Stagold. Um, but fuck probably credit to all him. All these pizza, though. <laughs> Close second. Ollie's Pizza. Fucking, I nearly, I nearly got in. I wanted to get engaged during fucking my chem. Uh, so, um, Margaret Court, uh, Margaret Court, no, Rod Laver, baby. I don't know. Um, yeah, good show. Great show. Quite with some good mates like Sean from, from Stiff Cut. Um, who the fuck else was there? Ricky. Um, fuck, who else was there? Everyone was there. Crawley was there. Um, Pikey was there from MVC. Got myself a white pie. It was just absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Nice. And you um, hit up a gig on the weekend. Did I hit up a gig on the weekend? I did hit up a gig on the weekend. Um, my dad was actually up, which was pretty cool. And when he was coming up for work, he was like, "Oh, do I come on the Friday or the Sunday?" And I said, "Well, I'm going to a gig on the Saturday. It's between you and me. They're a pop punk band." Um, I don't know if you'll be into him. If you want to, if you want to come up early, come to this gig. He's like, listen to him for a day. And he's like, yeah, get me a ticket. So I got him a ticket, came to the gig and he had a great time. Like he really nice. enjoyed it. Um, he nearly like got into a fight with someone because I didn't think he understood what a, what a pop punk uh, push pit is like, a push pit's like. And I was like, come stand over here next to me. And he's like, no, I'm fine where I'm standing. And I'm like, you're right in the middle of it. You're going to get pissed. And he, I think if the pit didn't open up when it did, I reckon he would have turned around and said, what's your fucking problem to <laughs> some dude behind him? Um, but no, it was a great gig. Between you and me, are just awesome. They played a heap of old shit. Um, what else happened? Besties supported and Grenade Jumper. Uh, Besties are great. I mean, if you like that SoundCloud pop punk kind of Machine Gun Kelly vibe, uh, 
they're the band for you. Like they were just a lot of fun, uh, poppy, a bit punky. Like it was great. And then Grenade Jumper absolutely blew me away. Now I've never seen them before and they might be like one of the new best bands in Sydney, in my opinion. They reminded me of St. Leonard's era, slowly, slowly, but with the female front front woman. Okay. Like she, her voice was just incredible. It kind of had that like really Aussie twang to it, like a little bit like Dear Seattle or Brazi in a way, yeah. um, but not as Bogan. <laughs> um, but it also still had that like slowly kind of pop punky kind of vibe rather than or alt rock vibe kind of. Um, and then, yeah, and then when I but when I listen to their songs on recording, it sounds much more poppy and much more pop punky. Okay. But live, it didn't translate quite that way. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't complain. Cool. Any gigs coming up? Gigs coming up? Yeah, actually, let me pull up my phone. So I think Revoids this weekend. I think Matt Farrow wants me to go to that. Um, but I don't know if I need a week to recover or not. So we'll see. Um, but then the week after that, our good friends, Saving Face. Yes. Comfort in the Grey EP launch show in Melbourne. Oh, you're it's down as to- well, aren't you? Yeah, that's why I said to you, you got your ticket yet? I have not got my ticket yet. I'm sorry, Ricky. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, I will say um, that's going to sell out soon. Mm-hmm. So you better, be- you better get a ticket. I'll do my best. Okay. <laughs> what else is happening? Um, I am also trying to get money for a ticket for Descendants on the Wednesday before Saving Face. Yeah. I'm desperately keen to, to go to that. And that is really it. I haven't really got anything else on the horizon. Um, but I'm super keen to try and get to some more shows. It's just uh, life and cars breaking down and all that kind of stuff kind of beat me down at the moment. So I just got to get the mortgage paid and then I can have some fun. That is the most miserable sentence I've ever heard, but yeah. I feel you. Well, I spent grand I mean, final week. thirties, bro. Like the th- grand final week absolutely set me back. Yeah. I, I spent, imagine. I don't know how I'm, I didn't like not pay bills. Like I got through the week and I was like, I still got that much money. <laughs> I thought I had no money. I thought I was in negative money. Oh, that's all right, man. Um, that was, look, note to self, I can never do that again. I just was like not even looking at how much money I had. I was just fucking going for it. Tafferoni. Um, So any of my family, friends listening, I'm, I'm sorry for being irresponsible, but <laughs> it was my birthday, so fuck it. <laughs> no, uh, gigs getting announced. There's been some good shit being announced. Yeah, like really recently. So like... Uh, Monday, this comes out on Tuesday, so Simple Plan with Boys Like Girls and We The Kings got announced. Yeah. Like a big tour, they're going to Perth, all the way through playing Margaret Court in Melbourne. What are they playing in Sydney? I don't know. Some big venue. Horden, Horden Pavilion. Yep. That'll be a place where they play shows in Sydney. Um, Crowbar. Crowbar, yeah. I thought we were just naming venues. Yeah. (laughs) The Reverence Hotel. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I drove past that the other day, actually, when I was in Melbourne, thinking that those fuckers, man, they haven't even smashed it down yet. Like, yeah. they closed years ago for fucking what? 
He's fucking yeah. They couldn't sell tacos very cheap anymore. Those tacos were good. I'd pay twenty bucks for those. <laughs> um, as well as Vatican Hotel. Oh wait, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Uh, as well as that, uh, Sparta uh, announced a 20-year anniversary show for Y-Tap Scars. Uh, that's pretty exciting. Um, I'm going to show my age right now, Dave. Mm-hmm. I still don't know who they are. Really? No. You should give that a listen. It's really good. It's like chill version, well, more chill version of At The Drive-In if Jim Moore was singing. Right. It doesn't really help you, but it's like... Thursday, Jason. But oh, okay. Not as much screaming. A bit more melodic. So, like New Thursday. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But yeah, right. diff- of that 2000s era. They're really good. Uh, they supported Blink when I saw them back in the day. Nice. And yeah, so Jim Ward's gone on to do his own stuff. He's pretty big in the music world, but definitely give Y-Tap Scars a listen. All right, I will do. Um, Tony Hawk is coming out, which the goat. I'm kind of tempted to go and suss it. I don't know if it's I like mean, a Q and A or is he, if he's well, actually it's a, skating. It's a bit weird, right? Because the, it's a cover band, but they're like Tony Hawk's going to be there. Yeah, have you seen his Melancholin No Cigar cover? Yeah, I have seen that with Steve. Yeah, he Kevin sang it. Yeah, he sang it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Um, yeah, look, I'm tempted, but. Hopefully he brings like Rodney Mullen, stuff like that, a few extra people with him. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. He's got some stories, some really cool stories. And then what dropped today as well was uh, Stick to Your Guns playing Cancelled. (laughs) Playing Diamond (laughs) in Full uh, with See You Space Cowboy, which is like an interesting pairing, but uh, like I'm here for it. How many people are going to come see See You Space Cowboy and And then leave? leave? Yeah. I reckon there will be a good amount of people that will do that. Yeah. Um, look, I won't. I'll, I'll stay. Diamond's good. Diamond's great. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. CU Space Cowboy is better. Different. Oh, the new stuff kind of fits, so I don't know. Hmm. I'm so keen that they're coming to Australia, though. Yeah. I think all these bands are slowly Prince starting to come. <laughs> are they paying the print? Yep. Oh, that's sick. I love the Prince. I've seen some good bands there. I've never been there. You've never been there? Mm-mm. Fuck, dude. Not I've, I've seen, You should come I've down, and get a burrito, walk across. Actually, what date is it on? I saw it was early Jan, right? No, April, I think. No. <sighs> What's this band called? Stick to your guns. Yep. Let's see what date this is. I thought it was early Jan. It's Jan. Is it? Melbourne is the 31st of Jan. Oh, I will not be going to that. No, me either. Um, but you know where I will be going? At the Crowbar, Sunday 28th of Jan. Yep. Let's go Sydney. <laughs> Can't wait for it to not sell out. Yep. You and, <laughs> you and your three mates and a goat can enjoy that. Um, Simple Plan's in April. Sorry, I got that mixed up. Simple Plan. Now that is a fucking lineup. Boys Like Girls, We The Kings. Dave's looking at me like, you know, yeah. we get it, Dave, all right? You... 2001 called their want their lineup back. <laughs> 2001? Yeah. Are they that old, Simple Plan? Yeah. He's greater than I am. Huh? He's greater than I am. Simple Plan, 2001. Yeah, it's oh, probably 2004, but hey. 
I saw Simple Plan play their No Pads anniversary or 15 year anniversary tour, and that was really good. 2002. Yeah. God damn. Um, look, that'll be a good show, but Boys Like Girls and We the Kings, they All are the like. The crowds will be wearing knee pads and helmets. Is that the band? That's not the band, is it? That's the band, but they don't wear that. Dang, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, all right, let's just move on. That's going to be a good tour. I, I used to like Boys Like Girls. What, why, why did you, you don't like them anymore? No. Uh, too pop for you? Yeah. Oh, I think they're great. Yeah, yeah. Sad boy and me. Mm-hmm. Let's go. <laughs> never change. Um, um, never change. <laughs> but yeah, we're talking about, okay, so let's move on. From yeah. New music. <laughs> New music. So as you mentioned at the top, uh, our good friends at Stiff Cut Records, who we are proudly partnering with them the last few weeks, the next month or so. Uh, they announced recently Vex's EP "Bite Back" um, with some insane variants. Uh, did you pick up? Did you pick up one? I think I got the Infinity Salad Splatter thingy. Yes, sir. I got the same. Um, he did the the negative hydro drip for this record that he hasn't done since for this cause that we showed. Yeah, well, we didn't show the video because we had technical issues, but uh, we talked about it in the last episode. <laughs> um, yeah, some great variants for that. Like, he just doesn't fucking miss. Just does cool shit. Yep. So there's fills and everything up on their store. And then the final ABVC split got announced rest in, this week. Rest too. in rest in split. No, rest, rest in, in splits, place. yeah. That doesn't sound well. <laughs> uh, so that's um, Caution Thieves, Far From The Sun, with Kalamus? Kalamus? From, from New, New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah. From New Zealand. Uh, so Nick, friend of the pod, um, I really enjoy this track. Uh, the clip's pretty cool too, and there's a yeah. the, there's a nice little prize if you you purchase a record. So you, it's a meet and greet with Dave. Yes, <laughs> come and talk underground music with me. Uh, no, absolutely not. People won't buy it, Dave. Uh, if you got, if you buy, it's actually a copy gone from... negative. Sold out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Re- refunds, refunds, refunds. <laughs> it's worse than buyout. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, it's not worth some thigh out. Cause you know why? People still fucking listen to that shit. <laughs> They're like, oh, the physicals have got CJ on them. Let's all fucking buy them because we're pieces of shit. Uh, nah, I'm, look, I'm not one to, to cancel bands. Yeah, I think that's quite common. So if you listen to thigh out, that's absolutely fine by you. Um, but if you do pre-order this split, <laughs> um, you go into a draw to win a Audio Technica LP120. Yeah, the Bluetooth version. So it's like, Worth eight hundred dollars. That that's a lot of dollars, and yeah, the split's not worth that much. Yeah. Um, it's it's a great idea. Send Where did they get the, the turntable from? Um, I think Nick has a hookup at Audio Technica. Maybe I Nick don't know. Nick's got to be the most. Uh, He's the most hooked up dude. He just knows everybody. Yeah. You want a story? Just hit up Nick. He'll give you a story. Yeah. When we were at Thrice, he. Spoke to everyone in the crowd. Every single person he knew. Love that. It was um, so good. Yeah. One of the nicest people we've met and obviously a big help to us on the pod. So yeah, I feel like what's great, like since doing the pod and just since, you know, finding vinyl and, and the community, I feel like everyone's just so friendly. Um, mm-hmm. And Nick's one of those people. So go and support Caution Thieves. Uh, absolutely awesome single. And uh, the variants look nice. And I mean, it's AVVC's last split series. Like crazy. Mm. It's almost... Like a an institution, even though it's been around for like three years. Well, I mean, kind of let's be honest. Like that, if it if that didn't happen, think about 
like maybe we might not have met, you know, the mm. Palmer posting might not have continued to grow and half the, half the bands that we talk about, like might not be, yeah. you know, we might not know them, you know, we might be like those other fucking 20 other 20,000 people in Sydney who don't fucking know any bands except for fucking ones that have been around for 30 years. Yeah. Um, and that would be the most horrible thing ever. So yeah, there yeah. you go. Check it out. In other mu- music, uh, music news, music news, music news. <laughs> um, we picked up a couple of remasters or re. Yeah, hopes re- for the satellite yeah. years. Yeah. Fuck a record that we or a band that we've spoken about for a long time. Yeah, since um, day one, and finally remastered slash repressed or whatever the fuck you want to call it. They're they're. First album, was it? Second yes. album? First, First album. album, yeah. Second release. Second release? Yeah. Didn't I have one before that? Or they had two EPs? Uh, they just had the one EP, I think. This is their first full length. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, I think just a great record. Yep. I don't even know. What the, what's the genre? It's metalcore. Melodic hardcore, screamo, metalcore kind of thing. Yeah, 2000s metalcore. Yeah, so good. So good. Um, so yeah, luckily, you know, this was in the week of grand final week. And I just want to say, like I said, I was, I, I partied a lot. I was drunk most days <laughs> and I fell asleep, forgot to set an alarm. And I woke up like 20 minutes after it dropped thinking, what the fuck about it? I've missed it. I missed it. Luckily there was still some of this one out of 500. So I picked up two copies and they've already shipped and delivered, which is incredible. So insane. I cannot wait to spin those bad boys. And it's, yeah, it's a remaster too. So they've completely like re-released it, I guess. On So there's two versions on streaming. So you there can do an A to B. Um, so I'm not going to listen to that until we get our hands on the vinyl. Me neither. Oh, wait. Um, but yeah, really excited for that. Mm. So we'll move into latest pickups. So have you had anything come in while you've been away? Um, other than, uh, some severe depression, the only other thing I've picked up recently is Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. Oh yes. Nice. Long time coming. Finally picked up that bad boy. Uh, and Mondo, Mondo always come through. They, are something you buy like eight, nine months ago, but they, they won't forget you. They're no, no sleep records. They'll, they'll deliver. Uh, and I finally got the last of Us season one TV version soundtrack, uh, on this beautiful, like gray ice marble kind of looking thing. Mm-hmm. And then I got the Days Gone soundtrack as well, which is just an underrated video game. If you're into zombies and third-person kind of games, go and buy that because it's fucking so good. It's free on... It's a PS Plus game or PS fucking 5 Classics game. I don't know what it's called. Uh, good game. Go get it. But great soundtrack. And yeah, I picked that up too. What nice. about you? I had one come in since we last recorded and that was Thought Crime's Altered Pass. So it's yep. like a... Uh, a newish band this dropped last year and I've kind of had my eye on it, but uh, it was half price on 2400 So I picked that up. It was like 20 yeah. bucks. Nice. They still had the Pure Noise 2 variant, which is of 400 And it's like a like a pink and purple smash with like a black splatter on it. It looks pretty nice. And well, you tell me people don't just buy Pure Noise variants because of the number count? Oh, I don't Usually, you wouldn't see Pure Noise two, like Pure Noise one and two, still available. One or two, but um, hmm? 
Insanity. Yeah. But um, lucky to have that. That's uh, the, um, I think it's Billy, the drummer from Dillinger Escape Plan. He plays drums on it. It's pretty, oh, nice. Yeah. It's heavy. Nice. Yeah. So glad I picked that up. I'd been eyeing it off for a little while. Just hadn't pulled the trigger. So that was the, uh, the motivation there. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, buying's really slowed down. Yeah, got good. Some, got some stuff in transit. Got Bronx One is on its way to me so i should have that in the next few days so i'm keen as to finish off that discography yeah some cob gateway stuff soon thank god finally mm. spent some fucking a lot of records i think i think there are going to be like 50 plus records in these boxes really well you've only got like six but i'm keen as to get um uh nick deep life's not out to get you finally in my mitt oh we didn't talk about that that dropped Oh, yes. Neck Deep dropped. Neck Deep finally said... You know what they said? They said, Phil, we know Trophy Eyes already came out. Album of the year is a lock. But you know what? We're going to get we're gonna get you out a new record early next year. And you can talk about it all next year before you have to figure out that that is, again, the album of the year. So um, cannot wait for that. Fucking awesome artwork. Awesome variants. They've just done it right. They've done it. And uh, life's good. Yeah, new single as well. That new out? single was good. They're all been good, man. Best band. Absolutely love them. Yeah, I'm keen to hear that. Keen to give that a spin. Very good. What are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you. <laughs> you almost had me? You never had me. You never had your car. It's time. It's time for the feature. We're finally... We're finally talking about this band on this pod after how long? Oh, 47 episodes. Um, I thought, what better day to do this than on a Monday? Am I right? Yep. Nice joke. Uh, we are talking about Thursdays, War or the Time, which has turned 20. Yep. Just a, like a week ago. To, yeah, just a week before ago. the final. Yeah. Talk to me about this record. I know you love it. You've got it hanging up behind you. Um, Talk to me about it. Um, Well, it's like probably a year and a half after I discovered Thursday's a band. Yeah. Absolutely played the the crap out of Five Stories Falling because that was the only only record that I could afford to get by them. Have they always been an expensive record band? Not an expensive record band. Like I just like was in high school, so yeah. whatever money I could scrounge up, I I went to JB and I used to pick up CDs. Yeah. So that was like my entry point into kind of this genre. So I bought Five Stories Falling. They didn't have full claps at the time, which I tracked down after that. But then yeah. I went and picked this up on on release day. Pretty sure nice. from from JB and Frankston, I caught the train up. And, um, yeah, it's a, just a, it's just really, really good. A really good third album, main, uh, like a major label debut. Yeah. It just, yeah, really paved the way for them to kind of step up. And I think, yeah, I think it's really interesting, this band, because um, I felt like, 
2003 was a really, I think, unique year that kind of spurred on this change from the 90s had finished. Early 2000s, you could still feel that there was that element of the late 90s. Yeah. Um, and look, I say this in retrospect because I didn't, in the, at the time, I wasn't fully, you know, aware of this, but I feel like all the records that we talked to from 2003 onwards are just a little bit more polished. Um, there's a little bit more of that emo flair to it mm-hmm. that I think, yeah. you know, early, early, two th- like before pre-2003, I felt like the bands were still a little bit more edgy. Um, and I think this is just a really polished, um, you know, what, second album, third release, right? Third album, yeah. Third album, yeah, release. I think it just was, it just, it's, it starts, it kicks off this kind of era, you know? Yeah. Um, Yellow Card released their second or third record what 2004 like you think all the albums that start to come out from here on out they're just this kind of kicks it off in my opinion yeah definitely although this kind of came out i can't remember it came out in september of 2003 yeah. so before it came out you're looking at like deja and tendu came out um you became you come before you by poison the well yeah. um saint anger um it's a pretty big year for music like when broken is easily fixed by um, Silver uh, Silverstein, yeah. take this to your grave came out like three months, four months earlier. Yeah, lots and lots of just a huge, huge year like Coheeding, Keeping Secrets, Meteora, like that kind of stuff. Sing Your Sorrow came out before it as well, but I think yeah. that kind of just solidified that, and also the artist in the ambulance came out, so they were like one two for me for so long yeah but i think thursday did for me was it was just building on that fandom that i'd already like it was just that light bulb moment for me yeah and i think jeff rickley started working with so many bands right well he had been working with so many bands and so i feel like this record there's like a there's a, a what's the word there's a blueprint for albums to come yep that I think was really present on this record. And I think we talk about the transition between punk, emo, screamo. There's like a bit of all of it in this, but it feels like really well refined, really thought through, produced well. You know, every song has like this formula that works, which makes it a great album. But when I think of my favorite records of the emo era that come in love and death comes out in a few years time, Uh, the Black Parade comes out in a few years' time. You know, Jeff Rickley worked with Mike M, not necessarily on that record, but just in general. Um, and all these bands start to release music that kind of feels like this record. Mm. Yeah, and I was reading some reviews today before we kind of came through and they're like, oh, it just sounds like one big 42-minute song. And I can uh, kind yeah. of... I see yeah. that, but it's like, it's like each... Like a song has like a build-up, it has like a an ambient part, and then it has a like a big finish kind of thing and that's kind of what the whole album yeah. does but each song kind of does that at the same time yeah and like it's interesting they they were also in the news just before this came out because they they like dogged victory before a day to remember did like they're yeah. kind of in the news for that then they went major major label with island and then put out uh city by the light divided after this and then broke contract with Ireland. So it's yeah. really quite an interesting kind of chaotic time and they yeah. still were able to kind of produce something of this quality. Yeah. 
No, and I think it just goes a credit to every member in the band, but Jeff Rickley, like, you know, he, when you think of all some, like all the albums he's touched or music he's worked on, yeah, generally pretty fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes like that's not a fluke. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he's got a, he's got the, uh, he's got all the right connections. We're talking about like, I don't want don't want to compare him to Nick Simo from, from Caution Thieves, but like, Whoa. He, Thursday he, or Caution Thieves, I don't know no. the difference. But said Dave, he's, he's been involved in in music for such a long time since yeah. he was a kid. Like he was he was hosting basement shows, like yeah, big basement shows in in New Jersey, and and like really just been involved from from really early on. Yeah, and uh, yeah, love it. And the fact that they're still well, he's still you know active in the scene, even when Thursday went away, is like still so cool to see. Yeah. And he's uh, been through think, a heap, yeah. like heroin addict and all that kind of stuff and pulled him out of the brink. So it's really cool to see. Yeah, and I like to think anyone who's into anything from the early 2000s, I think if you say Jeff Rickley, that's got to be one of the most memorable names in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah. So um, when did you hear this album? I didn't hear this album until I think 2000 and four or five. Mm-hmm. So I found them like a lot of my music through my chemical romance. Yep. So, um, I'd heard a few songs off bullets and then three cheers came out. Um, and then life on the murder scene came out and I went back and watched the doco and they talk about this guy named Jeff Rickley. And I was like, Thursday, I, I know that. And I think when you're listening through music at that time, you're just trying to find everything that's anything. Yeah. MySpace, pure volume, like all that kind of uh, pure volume, pure noise, uh, which was a downloading site that I used to use. Um, and you'd always come across this band, right? Especially the artwork. And back then, early 2000s, I remember I had an iPod Nano. Um, and I remember because it was the one that had the album artworks on the cover. Yep. And I remember it pissed me off that the Thursday were all the time fucking digital copy. It wasn't a fucking square. <laughs> it was like the uh, the different dimensions. It kind of, you know it, what I mean? It, it looks more it, yeah. like. Yep. And I was always like, "Fuck this band, man! <laughs> like, I hate this fucking album." Just because it, like, you know, my OCD kind of kicked in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I just went through all of this, and look, I probably, you know, I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but Full Collapse is probably my Thursday record. If I had to pick a Thursday record, I'd probably pick Full Collapse. Yeah. Um, but I think this record, like I said. It just, it felt like this like middle point in the scene where the music you could feel started to kind of shift. And I've always been an album person. I listen to albums front to back and, you know, being a bit of a nerd, I used to sort my my album, my iTunes library based on year things came out and I'd listen to it and you could just feel like it's changed sonically in some of these songs. Yeah. Um, and that's, that, that was my first take with it. And in, in all fairness, like it wasn't one of the first bands I listened to wasn't one of the last but it was one that kind of would come up every now and then especially this record what about you yeah um yeah so i'd already like heard them and was just super keen for it to come out and just like played it non-stop i think just around and around again so i'd just rotate those three cds for a long time and then yeah then i'd rotate thrice into there because that came out at the similar time on the same same label and it's kind of interesting comparing the two because they both came out on island and like i feel like thursday was like thinking back on it now now that 
thrice of like re-recorded artists in the ambulance. It's it was actually given that time to breathe in a lot of the songs, where yep. like artist sounds very com- compact and and like very very like cookie cutter kind of sounding. Yeah, but yeah, it's just I don't know. Like full collapse is definitely the Thursday album for me, but ranking them is really hard, really really hard. Yeah, so like we like well, if I'm gonna ask you the question: which, which one do you rank? Like, how do you rank it? Well, it really depends on my mood, to be honest. Fair. Um, full Collapse is pretty pretty much 99% of the time number one. And yep. then it rotates through. Like, I've got a lot of love for No no Devolution yep. and Common Existence, which if you talk to, like, a diehard Thursday fan, Common Existence, they'll tell you Common Existence is the best Thursday album. Really? Yeah. I disagree to with every fiber of my body. Yeah. Well, I used to think that too. I guess that's kind of like my take where I think um, Danger Days isn't that bad of a mic mm-hmm. record. Yeah. So, and then like a City by the Light Divider is really good. It's got some bangers on it. It's got like Absolutely. Rain from the Rain and all that kind of stuff. And Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's really hard to rank and it changes all the time. And like, I've got five, al- five, five albums. So... Bit like my cam, it's really hard to squeeze like a top three and a five yeah. really good records. Fair, yeah, but um, yeah, it's standard the test of time as well. Like st- standard stood <laughs> crowbar, crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it has stood the test of time as well. And look, I don't think you get to chocolates from a lot of people, to be honest. Like, no. you don't hear people talk about it, but. Like it, it, it repressed the other day and you could just, you know, the people that like Thursday would be eating that shit up. So yeah. 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 Good record. Very good record. I've got to be a little bit of trivia for you. Uh, actually, oh. we might do this after, after the, the fast five. five. All right. Hit me with your fast five. Right. Let me get mine out. Well, do you want me to get, do you want me to do mine while we're doing, while, we, while you're getting yours? No, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, okay. All right. So at five, I've got Division Street. Oh, okay. Four, Tomorrow Will Be You. Yep. Three, Steps Ascending. Yep. Two is Signals Over the Air. Yep. And number one is War All the Time. Wow. We have not spoken about this either, don't no. you? We have four of the same five. What? Yeah. How crazy is that? Different order. but Okay. Uh, so my number five is Tomorrow I'll Be You. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a great closer. Builds yeah. so well and the ending's just fucking epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four for me is War All the Time. I think it's just a classic, but I just couldn't pip it ahead of these next three. Uh, the difference one that we had was this one, Asleep in the Chapel. That's number six for me. And I just think that the guitar in this song and the spoken word um, midway through is just like fucking awesome. Yeah. And I think that is a big trigger for a lot of music that I like today. Mm-hmm. Number two, Division Street. Yeah. And number one, Signals Over the Air. Yeah. It's awesome. That's a fucking, like, it's probably the most memorable one, but it's just Mm -hmm. so fucking good. Yeah. I love Signals, but I think for me, like, where War All The Time sits is like, I'm 2003, so I'd be 16. Yeah. Really, like, like, just going through teenage stuff and whatever. Yeah. But it's like that song that is... 
like Harbour for by Touche for me. Right, so okay. If that's the first song that I heard that was like that, where right. it's like telling the story, it's all it's like a bit of a, like a poetic kind of side of it. It's like a slower kind of ballad song, and I just kind of just kept going back to it. I'm like, I can't wait yeah. to Wild Time plays again and again and again. Seeing it live is a trip, and yeah, and like it's just huge for me. But um, Signals almost didn't make it onto the album, really. So they had the they had the album ready, and they sent it to Ireland. They're like, we need a single. This isn't coming out without a signal, yeah. And so they went back and like pumped out this song, took it wow. back to the and pumped out signals. And wow, that made the album. That was the first single. Single. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, and it's like one up there. It's one of the most memorable Thursday song, probably. I'd say. Oh. Well, car crash, but I mean. Yeah, car crash would be my. I think this one's probably number two for me. Yeah. It was very good. Was that your trivia? Yeah, that was my trivia. <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm glad you, because I was thinking, fuck, is this fucker going to get me to answer questions? Because I'm not no, very smart. No, it was just like a tidbit, like a little trivia, little note from the from the album. No, I do like that. And I think, um, look, you could pick any five. Like you, you text me before saying this is a really hard five to pick. Um, and honestly, the other one that I nearly picked, um, was fuck, what's it called? Um, uh, this song is brought to you by falling bomb. Yeah. That was almost one that I put in there. And I think that's like a very me song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think I needed the energy a bit more for the five. So yeah. Yeah. Talk about a three run, three track run, asleep in the chapel. This song brought to you by Fallen bomb into steps ascending. To be honest with you, even marches and maneuvers and war all the time, even like the fucking track one through nine, yeah, is <laughs> just like a fucking epic run, yeah. Um, because I think marches and maneuvers, I love the like the progression of that track and the drums on the intro. Oh man, and I think like I mean we love guitars, so it's, I think that's why we like a lot of the music we like. And this album, I think more so than Full Collapse, has better guitars. Yeah, like it's just got that twang, whereas the other ones probably got more like raw screamo emo energy mm-hmm. whereas this record has like just really well written music yeah i think the other thing with war all the time was like the first song that i'd heard someone's fingers sliding on the guitar like in the intro yeah. and you hear the, yeah. the the slide and i was like that is just sick Whoa. yeah it's yeah. sick good five um, great album good five. great album um 20 years i gotta pick up that repress but i'm i'm poor yeah. So maybe next week. Maybe. It'll be around for a while, I reckon. I reckon, reckon? someone pop in to resist. Oh, yeah. Good call, actually. Yeah. They don't muck Everything... around. Universal don't muck around with pressing numbers. It's not going to be of like a thousand or something. Yeah, good call. Good call. Um, Well, are we done? Yeah. That was rough. I Look, to be honest with you, I enjoyed this, but this was a rough episode. So if you're still listening... <laughs> Uh, kudos to you because uh, my memory is bad. I think I forgot. There was a few fucking other people I wanted to shout out. I fucking Jai. Jai, if you if you made it this far, I know you're listening. Happy birthday, mate. Yes, happy birthday. Um, I know you're one of our like most loyal fans. So yeah. I was like, fuck, when I was before talking about who I hung out with at the gig, I was like, there's one person I'm missing. 
Fucking birthday boy. Happy birthday, mate. So jo- see ya. Jai's asking about the video too. So what we'll do is Phil's going to come to your house before the gig on the 21st and you can watch us on his phone. <laughs> uh, I think we're just going to do a live podcast and just invite Jai. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sick. Actually, no, this is my public uh, declaration. Public, uh, I'm outing you, Jai. You need to come on the pod. And if it has to be a live one in person um, when I'm down, We'll do it, but get your songs ready, mate, because you're coming on. <laughs> yes. Love you, Joy. Happy birthday. Big 3-0. Big 3-0. Awesome. Um, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Rod Laver Arena. <laughs> the Marlin Hotel, Aladola. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Oh, you're in that fucking pub, mate. <laughs> I've seen a gig there. It's fine. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. If you did make it this far, it is, has been a trek. Uh, don't forget to follow, subscribe, and leave a review and rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It helps the show a lot. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at press.com.pod on both platforms. Uh, we also have the Press Conference Society Facebook group. Um, I've been severely depressed since Brisbane lost the flag. Um, so I haven't been posting in there, but I will get to it. Um, so get in, get in there. Here's some mail about uh, future episodes, things we've got coming on, because we do have some cool stuff coming up soon. And as always, we just love the feedback, good or bad. Let us know uh, if this episode sucks. I would love to hear it, honestly. Uh, just knowing that someone's listened is a good thing. Um, and absolutely, just we love the convos, regardless if it's good or bad. So yeah, thank you very much for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Steve Cart. We love you. Crowbar. Cars.